12. Something to talk about. Tuesday, September 15. 57 days until the conference. 225 registrations. When they entered the conference hall, Victor looked around jealously. This was some audience. Over a thousand people at least. Plus, there was a fair containing 140 exhibitors. How many stands did they have by now? Five, he thought. Assuming Rodamed said yes today. As soon as they got inside, Katya tugged at his sleeve. Turn on your Wi Fi, Mr. Van Wheelie. She logged in herself and helped Victor to do the same. Wow, that's quick, she hunched over her screen. Would you be careful of that text neck, thought Victor, and shook his head. In line for coffee, he looked around him. Nearly everyone was fiddling with their phones. He missed the days when you always found someone to talk to at a conference because everyone was having that awkward moment, coffee in hand, waiting for things to start. Now it seemed as though everyone was lost inside a world of their own. One of those absent minded characters bumped into Victor as he was walking back towards Katya. Causing him to nearly drop his two cups of coffee. Casper and my mom say hi, said Katya, as he passed her a coffee. I posted that we're here on Facebook and Twitter. Casper's already logged on to the live broadcast. He's listening to an introduction by the online presenter now. She looked at her screen again. Jack Lodewix has replied as well. He thinks it's brave of you. What does that mean? Victor shrugged. No idea. She took a sip of coffee and looked around the space, which was filling up nicely. Suddenly, her face lit up. That's him! Who? Victor followed her gaze and saw a young man with flashy red shoes engaged in an animated conversation with a group of people. That speaker I like so much. I'm going over there for a sec. And she was gone. Everyone around him was still captivated by their phones. So Victor decided to test his own internet connection. He opened Facebook, which indeed went surprisingly quickly. At the top, he saw the message from Katya, in which he had been tagged. He still found it odd how other people could draw the focus onto you, even if you didn't want them to. A little further down, a message about bug bites drew his attention. This time, it was not an ad, and the sender was food spies. Bug bites cultivated in poo. There were a lot of responses. Scandalous. No to total food group. Pretty crappy. He clicked a link to the news site, which contained a more elaborate article. He read Bugs for burgers cultivated on manure, not fit for human consumption. Elderly lady unwell. Public health hazard, product off the shelves. Food giant calls the reactions an exaggeration. The last part did not strike Victor as a sensible decision, but Dick surely knew what he was doing. He looked on the Bug Bites Facebook page. Under the latest messages were several replies. A recurring element was an image of a meat fly on a cow pat with the caption, Would you eat this? Katya returned. Nice guy, she said. Do you know him? From the internet. 
I followed him in the run up to this conference. He asked about things we found annoying on social media, and I replied. It made for a pretty big discussion, including some people who are here today. I'm going to try to see if I can find them later. I thought you weren't much of a Twitter user. I'm not, except around conferences. I always follow what's going on via the hashtag. That way I know what's happening and I can find interesting people. For the discussion I was part of, we moved on to LinkedIn. Why is that then? There's more space, she laughed. 140 characters isn't much when the discussion becomes more in-depth, but it's also nice when a group of people get together who really want to explore the matter at hand. Virtually, anyway. Victor nodded. It pleased him to know there were places within social media with a little more depth. The bell rang for the plenary opening, and they joined the other guests, spilling into the large conference hall. He heard a chuckle behind him. Two men looked at him and shook their heads. Do I know you? he asked kindly. Scandalous, said one of them. Disgusting, said the other, and looked at Victor's badge. Then he got it. His badge said, Dick Dryson, bug bites at Dick Dryson. He quickly removed the badge and put it in his pocket. He advised Katya to do the same. She too was wearing a bug bites badge. He soon forgot about the incident. The lights went down in the auditorium and bombastic music started. On the stage, a speaker appeared from a cloud of smoke. First, those red shoes. Then the fog cleared, revealing the man's face. He calls himself Mr. Red Sneakers, whispered Katya. I don't even know his real name. Who here has a smartphone with a camera? asked the man, as soon as the applause had died down. Everyone raised their hands. I invite you to pick up your phones and keep them ready, said the speaker. You're going to be seeing and hearing a lot today, and you simply cannot remember everything. Make use of that little external hard drive in your pocket. Victor heard people chuckle around him. Who has already shared something about today's event on social media? Roughly one-third of the audience responded, including Katya. Victor had put his phone in his pocket, but took it out now, feeling suddenly naked without it. As soon as you see something interesting, take a photo of it. Something on the stage, in the auditorium, or maybe you have a nice neighbor sitting next to you right now. Victor noticed Katya looking firmly ahead as the guy on the other side of her tried to meet her gaze. And if you have any questions, now, later, next week, ask me. Nice photos? Share them. On the screen, the following large text appeared. At Mr. Red Sneakers. Hashtag, so Sue Star. I've already done it, whispered Katya. I tweeted a selfie of me with him and put it on my Instagram. He liked it, and so did loads of other people. That seemed a little immature to Victor, but the remark about photographing interesting things appealed to him. He had always had trouble remembering everything that happened on days like these. To get off to a good start, he photographed the speaker, who kept up quite a pace. Which ones of you still watch TV? To Victor's surprise, not all hands shot up. 
What do you do when the advertisements start? The room buzzed. Around him sounded all kinds of answers. Change channel. Go to the bathroom. Make coffee, he heard himself call out, to his own surprise. The speaker continued. About no ads please stickers on letterboxes. The do not call registry and email filters. Gmail already puts advertising emails in a separate folder. The programmers know you don't appreciate it. Energetically, the man walked across the stage, adding weight to his words with hand gestures. The European Committee knows it too. They already decided in 2009 that companies are not allowed to send unrequested advertising via email. Suddenly he stood still and gazed intently into the auditorium. We, as media consumers, actively work daily to shield ourselves from unwanted commercial messages. Victor nodded in agreement. So, continued the speaker, if no one here in the auditorium enjoys pushy promotional messages, and you yourself do everything in your power to escape unwanted commercial advertising, he paused. How is it possible that you will return to your office tomorrow and spend the day working out how to force your message down other people's throats, unsolicited? The room went quiet. Only the buzz of the air conditioning was audible. On the screen behind him, a little tile appeared, bearing the saying, Do not do unto others what you don't want others to do unto you. We were all brought up with this piece of wisdom. Then why is it so difficult to apply? The man in front of Victor had a coughing fit. Because you're stuck in old-fashioned marketing logic. Do you remember this one? The old top-of-the-pops jingle sounded through the speakers. The letters A-I-D-A appeared on the screen. Attention, interest, desire, action. The oldest marketing model in the book. The speaker refreshed his audience's memory. If you want people to take action of some sort, like buying your products or signing up for a conference, for example, you first need to make sure they want to. Desire. In order to want something, they have to know what it is. Interest. But of course they can only become interested in something if they know it exists. Attention. Victor became impatient. He had learned this model 20 years ago during his management training. And even back then they already called it a classic. The problem is this way of thinking can lead to spam, said the speaker. Because it's easy to conclude you mainly need to draw attention to yourself. That you'll automatically sell more blue pills if you send enough emails, the audience laughed. Or a little more modern, if you advertise enough on Facebook and Twitter. It seems attractive, and it's easy to do. But what have we just realized? We find ads annoying. You can say that again, thought Victor recalling the bright screen at Stella's Cafe and the annoying online bug bites ads he couldn't manage to switch off. With those advertisements, you do reach a lot of people quickly, the speaker continued, but you're reaching them with something that basically annoys them. That doesn't lead to interest, but rather to aversion. Victor nodded in agreement. 
Every time he saw a suggested message from Bug Bites, he detested the brand more. But the fault doesn't lie with AIDA, said the speaker, who was still pacing from one side of the stage to the other. The psychology behind the model is still accurate. If you want to move someone to action, they must first go through other stages. Victor wondered where he was going with this and shifted uncomfortably in his seat. Let's run a little test. How many of you have ever booked a hotel? Asked Mr. Red Sneakers. All hands shot up. And how many of you believe those appealing texts on the hotel's website to be true? Victor wanted to raise his hand, but when he noticed no one else did, he held back. Who here allows themselves to be convinced by a recommendation by someone who's already stayed at the hotel in question? A large part of the audience raised their hands, including Victor. Why is that? Because that person doesn't have a direct interest in sharing that information. He is, therefore, much more credible than the hotel. And he's an expert through experience. Such an online review is merely a form of mouth-to-mouth advertising, classically known as the best form of promotion there is. Only it's virtual. You have to start applying that to your own situation. How, murmured Victor, who was now listening with great interest. Aim at the people who already know you and are content with your product. They can be customers, but also employees, suppliers, or other relations. If they talk about your social media updates, you become visible to all of their relations in a credible way. That's more effective than any ad. So you don't focus on the first A, as much attention as possible, but on the last A, people who have already taken action. Was it him? Or was it getting hot in the room, Victor wondered. So it's not at all about how many people you manage to reach yourself, the man continued. Your success is determined by how many people in your network talk about you. That's a completely different performance indicator and requires a different way of thinking. The man stood still in the middle of the stage and paused. The silence was instantly filled by a buzz in the auditorium. Victor clearly wasn't the only one who needed a little time to process this logic. He tried to translate it to his own situation. This man was saying he shouldn't try to reach the masses, like Dick kept saying, but to ask his own network to discuss the conference. This seemed a little cheeky to him. And besides, how would they go about it? Luckily, he didn't have to wait long for the answer. An S appeared on the screen behind AIDA. Share. Don't talk at your network, said the speaker, but with your network. Give them something to talk about. Social media is the ideal environment for it. In fact, it was created for that purpose. You can engage in conversation, respond to each other, and everyone is connected to others. It's like a virtual bar or a virtual networking party, only with hundreds, thousands, or even millions of people. Victor sat up straight. 
His lower back hurt. He was no longer used to sitting down on an uncomfortable chair for so long. But this story was worth it. Katya took a photo of the speaker and of the new model on the screen. Victor followed her example. At that moment, the light on the stage faded and the spotlight focused on a man in the first row who got up. He was holding a microphone. Good morning, he greeted the auditorium. The speaker seemed to find it all perfectly normal. I am the presenter of the online broadcast, which is currently being viewed by around 1,200 people globally. There is a lot going on, on Twitter, concerning the speaker's statement, and we have a question. Please, answered the speaker. This one is from Casper in Amsterdam. Katya nudged Victor, glowing. Our Casper. He thinks your point of view about focusing on those who have already taken action is very interesting. He only wonders how you can ensure those people start to talk about you. That's a really good question, replied the speaker. Which brings us to the psychology of sharing. If people start to talk about you on social media or join in your discussion, it's visible to their entire network. With that, they bind their own online reputation to your brand or product. And they don't do so for nothing, of course. Victor felt the pin of the Bug Bites badge sting his leg meanly from his trouser pocket. There are two reasons why they might be willing to do so. Firstly, if they are proud to be associated with you, you see it all the time with artists, fan bases, or large popular brands, but not every brand is suited to that. Luckily, there is another reason people might want to be associated with you, if they know you personally, or they find your product or service particularly worthwhile. Victor got the irritating badge out of his trouser pocket and put it in the pocket of his jacket. It was true. He had only liked the Bug Bites Facebook page because Dick was his friend. He followed the Happy Vets because they did great work, in which he was genuinely interested. So far, the logic worked. And even then, and only then, the speaker added sternly, if you offer them relevant content. Indeed, thought Victor, that was the difference between Dick and Ronald. When Bug Bites had become annoying with its ads and messages, he had turned that page off. However, he still read Ronald's valuable and informative updates with enjoyment. The online presenter posed a counter-question. My audience would like to know what you consider to be relevant content. What a coincidence, said the speaker, mocking spontaneity. That happens to be the question you're going to answer for yourselves during a little walk-and-talk assignment in the coffee break, which is about to start. I would like for you to work out what you find relevant when you're on social media. What do you want to see? What do you respond to? What do you find interesting? You are your own best reference point. Although Victor found it a little odd the man with the red sneakers didn't simply share the answer with the audience, he noticed a rise of energy. People sat up straight, ready to go on their walk. He was pretty happy himself to be allowed to stretch his legs and go to the toilet. 
really engage in conversation with each other. Form groups of four, the speaker added. And the most important part of the assignment, keep walking. Walking steers your focus to the future, to solutions, to a horizon. That's even good for your circulation. You can pass on your findings to me during your walk via at Mr. Red Sneakers and hashtag SosuStar. I'd like to meet you back here in half an hour. When Victor returned from the bathroom, he went looking for Katya, who was supposed to wait for him at the exit. At the door, he was offered a takeaway coffee by a friendly hostess. Peering into the mass of people, flooding out of the auditorium, he recapped the information from the last hour. The statement about aiming your efforts at those you already know felt comfortable, even though it was the opposite of what Dick kept telling him. But then he didn't seem to be doing too perfect a job himself. Victor could sense the speaker was right. When other people talk about you, it's much more credible. Social media did indeed offer a great many opportunities in that department, and via everyone's mutual connections, information could spread quickly. But how could he move their relations to talk about them in the conference? He spotted Katya, who was already talking to two other participants, identical twins, who introduced themselves as Wolf and Boar from Board Wolf Marketing. They were clearly excited to be there.